Welcome to a very, very special episode of the Subtle Slay Podcast. I'm Janae Denise, and I have a very, very special guest. Elise, and um, I'm very happy to be here today. I'm visiting Janae in Houston, so I'm glad to be a special guest today. From the, from the shy, summertime shy. So, Elise and I met, what, like, in 2010? 2011. 2011. Oh, 2010. 10? Yeah. 10. Somewhere around there. In college, um, we both attended the illustrious Clark Atlanta University. Go Panthers. Go Panthers. Um, and we both majored the same major, and we ended up being roommates. The best roommate I've ever had. Same to this date. To this date. Like, I think we've been on two, like, the most... Besides, like, with my family, I think I've been on the most trips with you. She's the sweetest girl you'll ever meet, despite with Sammy from, um, <laughs> what's her show from, um, Jersey, Shore. Jersey Shore things. Like, she's yeah. not the sweetest girl you'll meet, like, period. Um, AKA Mighty Mouse. True. Yes. The best, uh, bestest best friend ever. Um, so I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. Um, so usually how Tiffany and I do the episodes is we talk about, we do a check-in to start. So how has your week been? My week has been super busy and it's just getting a little bit of a break. I've been out of town. I had a wedding for my god sister last weekend and it was beautiful. It was in Philadelphia this week. At the Ritz-Carlton. Yes, at the Ritz. Yes. And um, this week we had the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Boulet, which happens every two years. And it was a great experience. About 20,000 women came to Houston. We shut Houston down, gave Houston over $30 million between transportation, hotels, restaurants, everything. So it was a blessing to be here, and I'm happy to be here right now. And then we were excited, too, because we're going to Mexico for six days together. Tomorrow. Yes, yeah, so I'm really, really excited about that. So my week, um, I went to Essence Festival with my grandma, my mom, and my grandpa. Well, my grandpa was, like, there but not there. Like, he stayed in the Airbnb. He told us to leave him alone unless it was, like, time to get something to eat. Other than that, like, let him live his movie um, in the pool or at the TV. Like, he was fine with that, like... I think he drank, like, a whole bottle of Crown Royal and just lived his best life. Yeah. And he was, like, he had fun. I'm, like, dude, you didn't go anywhere but to eat. Like, yeah. yeah. I think just to be in Louisiana, be at Essence in general, is just a great experience, whether you're doing the most or just sitting. Chilling. <laughs> yeah. Um, Essence was so crowded. It was a lot of people. Um, but the concerts were, like, really good. Like, um, who were the performers? Miguel, who, like, blew my mind. I'm, like, even more of a fan now. Snoop Dogg, who was out here, like, praising Jesus. Mm -mm. Um, (laughs) He, like, literally was doing his OG Snoop Dogg, like, bouncing stuff. But, like, to John P. Key, because he brought John P. Key out. He brought um, the Clark sisters out. No. (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) And he also brought out um, Fred Hammond. So I was expecting gin and juice. Um, I was expecting it ain't no fun. Yeah. He did a couple of his tracks. Like, he did Beautiful. He did, uh, Snoop. So he did some of that. But, like, it very quickly turned into a gospel, like, 45-minute, like, praise. Praise. But we went to a Snoop Dogg concert a couple years ago, and that was a lot of fun. I remember some of that. Yeah. (laughs) 
lit. But we had so much fun. What I remember was lit as fuck. But I was kind of disappointed that he didn't like. I wanted less gen, less Holy Spirit and more like gin and juice. But yeah, maybe with all the craziness at essence, maybe I needed the Holy Spirit. I think we probably needed some Jesus, but I definitely wanted some more of that. So, um, before we get into the episode. Real, real heavy. Um, let's talk about entertainment news. So, like, apparently one of the twins from um, Bad Girls Club, the Claremont twins, got busted doing the, the absolute most. So, like, she got busted, um, like, doing prostitution. So, she tried to prostitute for $400. And her client ended up um, dying. And so, she took the client's debit card and spent twenty k on clothes uh retail just overall retail stuff she paid her rent through west she western union herself money and paid rent that way paid other bills and bought plane tickets like to several different cities um and the man died like literally the same day that she had this four hundred dollar date and that's really really fishy even if he didn't die in her presence just the whole situation um when they were on Bad Girls Club, because I did watch that season, Same. they just were big on like high end brands, high end, very materialistic. High end. Yeah. Oh, we're better than you and because it's just we have like, high end. And yeah. mind you, the show came out. Um, their season was a couple years ago, actually, and so for them to come out and like be prostitutes for four hundred dollars, yeah, you're doing that bad. <laughs> And it's like, I'm a teacher. I don't get paid in the summer. It's just like, I wouldn't even think. Never, man. Never. To sell my body, let alone for $400. It's never that hard out here, sis. Yeah. And like, you, your model for Yeezy, like, I don't understand. How did that money dry up? Like, because you guys want to take trips and have designer. You don't need Fendi. Go to Ross like everybody else. Exactly. And sis, I promise you, you'll be right. Even if, You could even be a fashion Nova model and get them clothes for free. Exactly. And, like, use your social media um, influence. Life is never that hard. But see, if it was me, if I was in this situation, <laughs> I would, first of all, I would never be $400 because yikes. But let's say I'm a prostitute. That's a lot. Yeah. Too. But yeah, okay, <laughs> I wouldn't have taken a whole debit card and spent a whole $20,000. Like, sis, you're not thinking about it. She should have took this nigga's phone and text herself and been like, the pussy was so great. Here's a little bonus. Nuh-uh. Cash apping. Then <laughs> she should have, like, downloaded Cash App if you didn't have it. Yeah. Cash apped herself, like, 5K and then put it back. Like, why are you out here spending? I mean, even that is scandalous as fuck. But yeah. if you're going to be out here living, living reckless and ratchet, then do that. But, like, to take 20K from a dead man, that could have went towards his casket. Because casket is high. a scammer. A straight, the biggest scammer. scammer. Bigger than yeah. Joanne the scammer. Yeah. To take $20,000 from somebody is just. That's dead. Yeah. Yikes. Whether he was alive or not, you stole from him. You stole twenty k from him. I don't know. Karma's gonna hit you. And I heard she got released. She did on um, I think a hundred thousand dollar bail. Yeah. So if you can hear this drip drip, our drink of the day is Gloria's um ready to drink strawberry margarita. It's like a wine cocktail that like you can just pour in your glass and go. Um, it's literally 
14, it's like 13.9% alcohol, so 14%. We round it up. It's one less than. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like it's, it's actually very nice. Mm-hmm. Like the taste. Tastes real strong. Yes. Strong, fruity, all the above. But that will probably be my last drink since we're going to go to dance class after. But yeah, basically, Claremont Twins, yikes. It's embarrassing. Yeah, y'all do better. Do better. Like, I just think there's so many ways you can get free clothes, like, being a social media person. Like, why are you out here spending 20K on, like, clothes? Exactly. And sleeping with people for money. For $400. Just for money, period. For money, period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. They just have this facade that they're doing well, and they're rich, and they're wealthy, and they got all these great things coming for you. Like, we're not worried about that. We're not checking for you. So... Like, at all. Do better. Do better, sis. Do better. All right. So, our first topic, since I have my best friend on the episode as our guest host, I feel like we should talk about our favorite memories with each other. So, my favorite memory is when we went to Morris Brown Pajama Party. So, back day, um, we were broke college students. So, we used, there used to be, like, this... Um, liquor store next to Clark and they like didn't ID because I was the last person in the group to turn 21 like I turned 21 I feel like almost a year after you turned 21 um so they didn't ID and the liquor was cheap it was just you know in the hood so we got what did we get it was a clear liquor Everclear Everclear that shit is so strong like so we it was a pajama party in Morris Brown it's like the only time the AUC acknowledges Morris Brown which is kind of Mm -hmm. fucked up but it's real like so they have a um, huge pajama party in their um what was it like their cafeteria their gym gym? Mm is their gym and so like the whole AUC comes out like this shit is lit as fuck exactly so we no air no air the building is like half shut down half shut down because their accreditation we ain't gonna talk about that we're not gonna do that we're not we don't dis Morris Brown. <laughs> We're not, you know. You. Shout out to you if you went to Morris Brown and your alumni, whatever. But like, the money ain't adding up basically, and so they like have basically no air conditioning in this damn um, gym. gym. So we drank Everclear, which is like ninety nine percent alcohol. So we were fucked up before we even got there. Like it was so packed. That shit was so fun. I think we had like a dare of like who could get the most dance with the most guys. Yeah, we had a. Um, a dare, and my goal was 100, and I didn't make 100 that night, but there was another party at the Clark Atlanta Student Center, and I got to 100, so it was just, I mean, looking back, it's kind of stupid, but... It was fun then. Yeah, it yeah. was fun. So I went to, like, all the student student parties my, like, freshman year, and that was, like, the good, clean, wholesome fun I feel like I had it mm-hmm. in college, because, like, you, I didn't never drink when I went to student student parties. There's like no alcohol there either, so I was just dancing and living my movie. Yeah. But um, I feel like after freshman year, I didn't go to student center parties anymore. It got dead after that. It was uh, it was lit like freshman year. Yeah, I went to student center parties. I think freshman, maybe up to senior year. Um, I didn't drink until I turned twenty one. Didn't so, I, re- I remember that? Yeah. So <laughs> I I don't know. In my mind, I just waited. And I still had the best time. I remember, like, the Halloween parties. Lit. The Halloween parties were always The lit. Greek parties and all that fun stuff. Like, we had so much fun at those student center parties. It was, like, good, clean fun. All you had to do was walk back to your dorm, which was a couple No driving. Yeah. yeah. It was nice and safe. And 
We love and the it. DJ was always lit. Like, it was always a good time. It was yeah. always packed. There was always niggas. Exactly. I always loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your favorite memory? Um, my favorite memory was our first trip. We went to um, New Orleans for the first time, and we went to Panama City. So, we went to New Orleans because Mardi Gras just so happened to be during our spring break. And oh, yeah, that show was fun. Yeah, so we actually decided, I think we got the rental car that morning. We were like, oh, let's just go to Mardi Gras. So we were driving deal. through New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. and, and think, in our mind, we were like, oh, it's on the way. It was not on the way. It was out the way. Yeah, but it was still <laughs> That worth show was it. lit as fuck. Yeah, yeah, so we got to New Orleans around, like, evening time. The first thing we're thinking is, let's get some food. Yeah. So we went to a restaurant, ate. And my like, restaurant was really cute. Like, I feel like I can't remember what the name of it Yeah, was. I can't remember it. Saved my life. But then, once we got the food, we were like, let's start drinking. Um, it's Mardi Gras. We'll stay up all night. And then we'll just we'll sleep in drive. the car. Yeah, we'll drive in the yeah. morning. Well, at the time, we didn't even think that. We are like, we'll just drive home in the, um, to the hotel in Panama City in the morning, and we'll be straight. So then we started drinking really early and like seven o'clock. Yeah, and yeah. we were drunk by twelve o'clock. We were sitting yes. racks on racks on racks up and down Bourbon Street. <laughs> the time of our lives, people looking at us crazy, and we ended up sleeping in the car because we were all too trashed to drive at midnight. Anyways. Yeah, we, we, we were, were done. Asleep by midnight, we were done. So, but that sparked our like Mardi Gras. We've been to Mardi Gras like every year except one year since then. Yes, yes. yes. And that was that was a dark age. We won't talk about that. <laughs> since 2011. <laughs> yeah, it's been lit ever since. Every Mardi Gras, most Mardi Gras, yeah, have been lit. Fuck, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like my favorite Panama City like memory is when we went with Teresa and we were like literally on the couch. It was like some like legit. Run down yeah, hood spot, but the DJ was lit as fuck. When we were like on the couch twerking like. Our life is dependent on it. That shit was lit. So speaking of college, since we're like throwing back to college days, um, your favorite college house party memory? I feel like mine is going to be the same as yours, but we'll yeah. see. Um, favorite college house party? I remember one party I went to, and um, it was so many people at the house that the floor caved in. Yes, I, I remember you telling me about that yeah, one. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the details, <laughs> and I wasn't there, like where the floor caved in, but it was just still the amazing. Upstairs, it's like yeah. we're still having fun, so you know, in college, house parties were so fucking late in college. Yeah, like we need to bring those back. Can can we? Hello, PSA. We need to bring the house parties back. The pa- house parties were lit as fuck. You didn't know anybody. You're just coming to their house anyway. The drinks were flowing, like yeah. just lit. Music was lit. My favorite house party though was like it was toga party. So we went to it was like the whole AUC toga party was at that. It was like Space Lounge or something like that. Yeah, it was somewhere not too far. I made our togas. Yeah, we went was, to Walmart that day and bought some, some sheets. Co- sheets, yes. I was very impressed. I was, I'm still proud of myself with, like, I didn't sew anything because I, I literally didn't earn that patch in Girl Scouts. They just <laughs> gave it to me. Like, my sewing skills are trash. But, like, somehow I got both our office banging. I should post it. Repost yeah. picture yeah. so y'all could see, but like yeah, so we um went to this toga party. We get there, it is like that club was big enough for maybe like what like a hundred people. Yeah, it was, it was very like small. Thousands of like the whole AUC yeah, had came and it out. Was a, 
it was an end of year thing, so it was like everybody wanted to come out, and we had already gotten our toga, so it's not like like a, it's an option for us to change our mind. Like, like no, we're, we're going. going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we get there. It's like people literally were partying in the parking lot because no one was getting in. Then this fucking security guard, this nigga starts <gasps> acting <okay>. crazy, right? <laughs> this nigga, what he like? Like first he had what. The pepper spray. Yeah. Like, first he, well, no, first he tried to, like, taser somebody, yeah, and he then. Yeah, he had the taser, and he had the pepper spray. Doing the most. Like college students, really? Like, like, doing the most. Like, he sprayed the crowd. Yeah. And so, we we're like, oh, that's our cue to go. Yeah. So, the cues um, have had a house, like, near, and mm-hmm. they had the most latest ever house parties. So, we went to the cue house. That show was fucking fun. Like it was fun. Yeah, they were shooting that night. I feel like there was shots. (laughs) There was. We heard gunshots. We. I don't know. We were in the party dancing our lives away, and this nigga had a blanket on top of him, talking about my name is Blanket. Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you have a good memory. Yes, and you were like. Okay, but he's cute as hell dead. So, just think it was like really like I'm blanket, like he's Michael Jackson's child or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so then we, um, I don't know, somehow, like I was fucked up to be honest at this point. Yeah. But somehow there was gunshots and we ended up running out. Yeah, we ran into to my the car, car. And we, we really drove but off. It was like, it was, it was a, a crazy ass thing. Yeah, night. the gunshot thing, it was. Not a norm, but it wasn't anything, like, to be too surprised about. True. So, um, speaking of, real quick, so I think tonight or tomorrow, there's this party. I'm from Chicago, and it's a juke party. And we don't, don't have know, a juke gym. Yes, if you don't know about juke parties, um, they were just parties we used to have in people's garages, basements, being grown, extra grown at, like, 16, 17, on the floor juking. Juking is like a form of, form of twerking, but a little bit more sexual. And so they're having a juke party in Chicago for all the grown folks. And so they're joking it's like a freaknik thing. But I remember those juke parties, like they were really, really fun to me. And you, you're front, um, you'd be dancing on a guy and they're dancing against the wall or somebody has to be a wall for them. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just some good times. Like, I, yes. I, I instead I, of Jesus be a friend, yes, friend I, be a wall. And I will, <laughs> I will say, I, I'm really good at juking. So, not that I would want to go to the party because people are saying, no, we're gonna give you your roses. And yeah. you <laughs> I don't know if everybody will make it out alive, you know, it's Chicago. So, right. Yeah. Good times, good times. When I was in um, middle school, they used to have, um, it was Legion Hall, so it was like, I guess, where the, like, um, veterans, like, go and have their meetings and stuff, mm-hmm. but they also, like, had it as a club, too, mm-hmm. so... I would, like, make my mom drop me and Darlene off. And, like, w- that's how I learned to twerk, actually. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was, like, you had to be, like, you had to have your middle school ID. Oh, so, like, no. <laughs> that's disturbing. Now that like, you think about middle school, like, middle school, like, yeah. Like, as a teacher now, I'm, like, you better sit your little fast ass down. I know, down. right? But as, like, uh, eighth back grader, day, back day, I learned how different. to twerk. Yes. There. So... I feel like since we're, like, on memory lane and stuff, like, one thing we had talked about before I wanted to talk about 
um, today was like social media in college. Like mm-hmm. we're so fucking lucky that we Thanks do not have all. social media in the same way. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Facebook was just kind of popping off. MySpace had died when yeah. we got to college. And there was no Snapchat, no Instagram until later. Because now everything is fucking televised. Yes, you will get dragged on social media so bad. Like mm-hmm. I'm grateful that like I'm not a part of that wave. Yeah. Ah, fucking all. And it was great because we got to really live in the moment. I remember um, I had an actual camera that I would bring with me. Like, on vacations, I would bring it to Digital the Digital con- camera shit, yeah. I would yeah. bring it to the concerts, and it's like, you're not sitting, like, on social media. You're actually enjoying the moment. And going to school in the AUC is something that I do not take for granted. And Preach. I, just, I feel like we're able to form more relationships and just enjoy our time without social media. I feel like my two closest friends, like you and Deja, are like from my my experience at Clark. Like, I don't know. I think there's something special about the AUC, which is it stands for Atlanta University Center. So it's Clark Atlanta, Spelman, Morehouse, the ITC. We somewhat acknowledge Morris Brown. Yeah. Sometimes we don't. Like it's just kind of weird. I don't know if all anybody, that. anybody goes there. So I think they like lost accreditation. Yeah. Like no no shade. I'm not yeah. even being shady, but yeah, like yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, I think, because it's, like, over, what, like, 10,000, like, college students. Yeah. Like, it's just a Black great experience. people getting degrees and doing well and wanting to do yes. well. So, it was just a wonderful, wonderful yeah. experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I'm going to try to push my kids to go to Clark. So, I, I'm I would prefer HBCUs. my kids go to Clark, but, like, if as long as you go to an HBCU for, at least your bachelor's, mm-hmm. then your master's, give them white people, whatever. and so you can get your networks. Second, um, networking in your um, financial aid on time. True. Because niggas, like, yeah. that's what it is. But, yeah, I wouldn't change any of my AUC experience, like... It was it was a great experience, I would say. Yeah, but not like, just for social reasons or partying, but you learn so much about yourself. You learn and so you much about your, your culture. culture. Yeah. yeah, and me, um, I'm Liberian, and so my parents say taught me about American culture. They taught me about Liberian culture, and I had a professor, and he was actually white, and he taught us so much about like, the Back to Africa movement, and it was, like, putting things together, and I'm like, actually, this this is, he's talking about my family, he's talking about my ancestors, so it was just great. I love taking, like, the world history, um, U.S. Africa in the world. Did you so. have, um, Dr. Underwood? No. I had her, she was, a, a like, white, too, like, uh-huh. that lady was amazing, like, it was, yeah. like, USA African world. Mm-hmm. Sis was, like, giving notes, like, because my, my grandparents, we used to spend summers with them, mm-hmm. and they would, like, make us, like, do real-world math application problems, mm-hmm. like, oh, we have this tree, we want to put these bricks around it and these flowers, figure it out, how many are we going to need, how much money, did it, she was annoying. Uh-huh. That, and we had to do, my grandma made me read, like, high school curriculum books because I was, like, high, and then on top of that, like, we had to, like, watch black history stuff, yeah. and it was mad annoying as a kid because it's like, can I slip inside? Yeah. Can I live my movie? Like, exactly. why are you doing this to me? But, like... I don't know, like, Clark really opens a huge amount of, like, that stuff that I feel like in um, in my elementary, middle, or high school experience I didn't have. Yeah, and going, growing up, going to white schools, of course they're not going to teach you everything, so it's like... Especially with your culture. Yeah, they teach you about Harriet Tubman, Martin Luther King, and then... That's it. Yeah. So... And it was, like, one of those things where, you know, you're not going to read, like, really thoroughly read your textbooks, but that book was something, like, I was actually really interested in. 
It made me want to, like, change my major to history. That That's how good that professor yeah. was. And then I had a sociology professor. It was Dr. Simon. Did you have her? No. That, like, was late. Like, it was the one class where I never touched my phone. And I'd be like, wait, an hour's up already? Like, yeah. are you serious? Like, she was just really, really good. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I don't know how we got to this. <laughs> <laughs> college. We're talk- oh, we are just talking about college. college but, like, yes. Yeah, so, like, social media and college, though, I'm glad I don't have. But speaking of college... When we were in college, I used to, like, use Brittany. Shout out to you, Brittany. Her ID to get into all the clubs because I was the youngest in the whole crew. And so, like, my birthday was, like, light years after everyone else's. Mm -hmm. And y'all niggas are not about to leave me while you go to Compound and live your movie. Um, So we went to one club. And there was, like, always, it was opera. There was always this old man. Opera Thursdays. It was, like... I don't remember. It was like 1150 Crescent Avenue. <laughs> 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 well, why do you know the address? No, I, I didn't have a car in college. But <laughs> I remember. I know that address. Why do you know the address? Like it was your old address. Like you lived in. <laughs> yes, 1150 Crescent Avenue Opera on a Thursday, but it's not popping on Thursdays anymore. Is it not Black Night on Thursday? I think it's like 18 and up now. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But there used to be this grandpa there that would, like, be there every single Thursday. Every Thursday. Never missed a Thursday. And we never missed a Thursday either while we were talking about him. <laughs> like, let's be honest. The only reason we, we knew he was there. Yeah, the only reason we knew he was there every Thursday was because we were there every Thursday having the time of our lives. It was, like, DJ drama was our DJ. It was free to get in. It was so much fun. Where ladies have, drank free until 11. Yeah, and it was just like, we wouldn't the even we'd be like, in this one little spot. Like, that was our spot. We didn't even have to move. It was so much fun. They used to have a stripper pole. But that old man did not miss a motherfucking beat. One time we went to Compound. Uh-huh. Which is like, indoor-outdoor. The line is like, always down the fucking block. Down the street. Down the street, like you need to be on a cut line list, <laughs> like text list. That used to be the shit in college. Yeah, I don't know if it's actually, a shit now, actually, but like, yeah, I think they changed the name. I actually like met an ex there. That's how long the line was, like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you have nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah. And, like that's the place where it's like you want to wear your most comfortable shoe mm-hmm. because otherwise, like you've been standing on your feet for like an hour to get into the motherfucking yeah. club and you're stupid ass standing in line your feet will be hurting before you even get in before you get in but all the celebrities used to go to compound oh too like, I've seen I saw Drake there yeah Jeezy would be there um, T.I. would be there Ludo would Jay be there and Beyonce came one time yeah this like, show, this, that club is lit as and then when they'd come it'd just be like no big deal because it's Atlanta you see celebrities all like, the especially time. going to the AUC we always saw celebrities so it really wasn't a big deal but it was just cool to see everybody at the club and we you know what was cool about Clark was like we had concerts were our concerts were ten dollars for homecoming um for students I think it's twenty for non students or whatever. Mm-hmm. We saw Trey Songs live, we saw T Pain live, we saw like did Gucci come to our school? Yeah Gucci, Gucci was Gucci <laughs> freshman or sophomore. It was right before he got locked up with a big belly and all. Yeah. So And now he's flourishing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually really happy for him. He done lost weight, got his teeth fixed, like yeah, got married, like mm-hmm. I see you Gooch, like yeah. do you my nigga, like yeah. I'm really happy for I him. I love to see people prosper out of yes. prison. So. Yes. Especially since like the pre- 
prison system is set up to hold back the black man mm-hmm. and the Hispanic man as well. Yes. And so just to see like a man say, oh, I'm out of prison, but guess what? A nigga's still shining. Mm-hmm. I done kicked this drug addiction. Exactly. I done lost this way. Yeah. Oh, y'all thought you could hold a nigga down, but yeah. like actually. He's not, hopefully he will not go back. And he's learned his lesson. I hope I genuinely hope so. And I hope he li- leaves whatever drugs he was doing the fuck alone because yeah. that was a marijuana. Yeah, and for it to even like, you know, sometimes if you're really hooked on drugs, it'll change your appearance and stuff like that. So I'm glad he's doing better now. I'm I'm like genuinely happy for him. Um so one time we went to compound and like I started dancing on this guy. And Elise was like, look, kind of giving me the look. But I don't know. I was fucked up. You I was know trying how I don't girls know. have the look. Like, if somebody's ugly, like, we're not going to stay out out there ugly. But you usually, like, look at your friend because you don't want to be that bitch that's like, looks back and is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you want to kind of just dance, a, like, yeah. like, move forward, like, yeah. dance away, be like, be a little friendly. Uh-huh. Like, don't hurt a nigga's feelings. And so I feel like you might have been giving me face, uh-huh. but I was fucked up. So that was when my Amarada Sour was my drink. Because, mm-hmm. like, Deja, shout out to Deja, like, was really, like, on the Amarada Sour kick. Yeah. And then I feel like we were all on the Amarada Sour kick. So, anyways, I'm dancing with this nigga. She may or may not have been giving me face. Yeah. Maybe next time you need to throw gang signs or, like, that. Exactly. Did <laughs> like, you know why you get shot in the process? <laughs> So all of a sudden, I feel the dude catch a boner and drop his drink on me at the same time. Mm-mm. Like, full flagpole, like, boom, just out. I turn around. This nigga, like, 68. No. <laughs> you can't be 70 in the club. Maybe, like, 50. You can't even be 50 in the club, like. That nigga was yeah. old. Go to a pool hall. Go to something, like. That nigga was so old. <laughs> and the thing was, you were like. Afterwards, you were like, I tried to tell you, I'm like, really, <laughs> she, she was feeling it until the boner came. <laughs> no, you don't have to front like you were. No, like, I was just living my movie until I found out he was, like, old enough to be getting AARP, like, <laughs> fuck, that shit was ridiculous. Stay the old ass at home. Exactly. But now as we, like, get closer to 30, I'm like, I can't be in clubs with 18-year-olds. That's no. just my embarrassing. Yeah. Like, not having it. Not even a 21-year-old. So, I told my most embarrassing grinding on a person club story. What's your most embarrassing? Um, I can't think of a most embarrassing one. I mean, I made a couple guys fall. <laughs> and it's not even so much embarrassing, but it's just like, you can't recover, so I just walk away. So, I guess maybe it's more embarrassing for them, but... Yeah, definitely, it's definitely more embarrassing for them. Yeah, for you. that's about it. So, I saw this on um, Facebook. This girl had said something, and I was like, hmm. I was trying to think of what was the worst I've done. So, she said, 2011 to 2013, when we were in college and after. Yeah. Um, if I knew a guy was only about sex, I would make him take me to the most expensive restaurant, 150 to 200 a night, mm. uh, to eat, and excuse myself. Um, to the bathroom and leave, block their number, and Darwin Duck on them, lol, they would never hear from me again. So, which is kind of funny. So, what is the most, like, savage thing you've done? Um, so, I would say there's actually two things, and I don't mean to 
be offensive or anything. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like let's let's be real serious. I remember there was this one guy that I was talking to, and he was really like trying to push to be intimate, and I was not. Mm-hmm. And so I lied and was like, "Yeah, I just um, I don't know if I said I had an abortion or I had a miscarriage, <laughs> but I said I had something." And I was like, "Yeah, like I don't want to be touched at all." And he believed me, so that was savage. Um, no, I mean, no, not trying to be offensive. And then another thing was when I was in high school, um, I was dating this guy that I knew from church. Mm-hmm. And um wasn't really feeling him like that, but I broke up with him on his the night of his high school graduation. Yikes. And um Why didn't you just wait a day? I just had to do it. You're like so I, over I, it. I was so over it. I was just like, I'm gonna break up with you and I'm gonna go home. And that's exactly what I did. So, yeah, he was like, oh, it was, it was petty. Like, this is supposed to be a great day. And I'm like, I feel like, so when I was in middle school, so this was back days, so you mm-hmm. can't judge me too hard. Yeah. Um, there's this guy that really, really, really liked me. Mm-hmm. So he bought me, like, a Beauty and the Beast, like, like thing from Disneyland when he Disneyland from for this family. It was like really pretty. It was like you know the rose that uh, Beauty and the Beast. It was mm. like a glass case rose thing that like lit up. And, oh, that's cute. So it was really cute. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. And so he wanted to be my boyfriend. And I was like, no, I don't really want you to be my boyfriend. Uh-huh. And so he was like, I'll be, I'm willing to pay you, and like pay you in candy and in, in money and stuff. Oh yes. And so he was like, I got God's gobstoppers, gob. Stoppers right now. I got Twix right now. And I got Skittles right now. So he paid me like daily to like be his girl. Oh, that's cute. So, <laughs> but we still only made it like two, three weeks. Like, especially we didn't like when you're that age. It's not like you're worthy or anything. So that's to me, it came from the heart. It, it definitely came from the heart. And I feel like, like, it's funny because he reached out to me on Facebook not too long ago. And he was like, Yeah, I'm like popping now or whatever. Like, remember? Aww. <laughs> Trying to basically stun on me like, oh, you didn't want you didn't want a nigga now. Like back then, the hoes didn't want exactly. me. Now I'm hot hoes all on me. No. And I'm like, I'm still not on it, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can have that. You, you got it, bro. You yeah. got it. Like it's yeah. fine. Do you do you, bro, bro? So moving on. How would you feel about your partner watching porn? Like, if you were in a relationship, mm-hmm. would you be okay with your man watching porn? Yeah, I don't have a problem with a guy watching porn. It's not real. Um, as long as you're not addicted to it. Preach. And I don't care either way. Like, maybe he could get some ideas or something. Which is always great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I had a, um, I'm, I feel like my thought is, like, if you're going to be, like, I, I saw, like, something on Netflix where it was, like, this guy was addicted to porn, mm-hmm. and he was watching porn for, like, hours a day. Mm-hmm. If you're on that shit, leave me. Yeah. Don't talk to me. It's fine. <laughs> but, like. I can't live up to that. I can't live up to that. I'm not doing some of those things that these souls are doing. I'm yeah. just, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not ever going to be that person. So, it's fine. Like, just leave me. But, like, let's say, like, we live in different places. I see you on weekends because my job's busy, your job's busy. Mm-hmm. You want to jack off and go to sleep, my nigga, before bed? Yeah. I don't have anything to say. Yeah, get yours. Get yours because I'm going to get mine. Like, if you're watching, like, four hours a day of porn, mm-hmm. we need to talk. Yeah. You need Jesus. Yeah. But, like, if it's just, like, a little casual, like, mm, want to rub one out, 
and tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's, it's life, and men have needs, and it's, like, even if for some reason we can't give it up, like, do you? Yeah, I'm over here, you can't give it up. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go jack it off, because I'm not about to be helping you get there, and I can't get it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what if you were married to the dude? Would you still have the same, like, to you? Um, if I was married, I feel like it's still wouldn't, I mean, as long as I, as long as you're being discreet about it, I have no problem with it. If I'm at work and, like, you got home early, whatever, <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I guess it would all depend, but I still don't think of porn as a bad thing. Yeah. As long as it's not an addiction, I don't see anything wrong with it. Or if you're watching really weird shit, like cartoon characters having sex. Yeah, like just do the normal stuff. Like watch a threesome, watch girls, watch man and girl, like a little ebony. Yeah. (laughs) Now if you're watching, like, okay, oh, so another thing in college, I remember it was my birthday one year, and one of my friends, he, I wasn't, we weren't trying to talk to each other or anything, but one of my friends was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, you should come over. Um, have drinks, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't drink, but I'll still come over. Mm-hmm. So it was my, yeah, it was my freshman year birthday. And um, his roommates, like, we were playing music, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I get on the guy's computer, and he had gay porn, his roommate, on wow. his computer. And so as soon as I saw him, I tried to play it off for a little bit. Because, you know, I'm a bad liar. You really and are. And I was like, uh, I got to go. I ran out. I deleted his number. I never talked to him again. He would, like, see me in public. And I would, like, smile. And it wasn't even so much that. It wasn't his computer, my friend. It was his roommates. But mm-hmm. I was just like, y'all both probably both gay. So I Because uh, it was a fresh. So it was fresh from your dorm. So mm-hmm. it was, like, two beds, yes, one room. Yes, yes. So if you might see me in the street, Manigan, you don't know me. Yeah, I was. I don't have time for that. Yeah. A lot. And then now he's married. To a woman? Yeah. The gay, yeah, he's down low. The one that, like... The one with the gay porn. He's married shut the fuck up. Now, I think he might have a child. Shut the fuck I'm, up. Yeah, because I'm still friends with them on Facebook. Shut up. Yes. So. Oh, my God. Mm. A whole child. Mm. A whole wife. Yeah, not even a girlfriend, but a wife. Meanwhile, this nigga likes to watch other niggas get dicked mm-hmm. down. Yikes. So here's my thing about, like, you being gay. Live, like, again, live your fucking movie. If you want to be gay, suck as much dick as you want. Get yeah. fucked in the ass. I don't give a shit. But don't you dare fuck me, be married to me, have kids with me. If, like, you also like to gargle dick. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, and so your porn history says a lot about you. It does. Yeah. That's what your that's what your sexual desires are. Mm-hmm. Like those are the sexual desires that you won't mention to anyone else, but yeah. you sure will type it in the search exactly box. like that or like gangbang. They're not <laughs> looking at you twice, like really. Like especially if it's like a rough ass gangbang yeah. where it's like this has been like choking, yeah, crying, like painful, <laughs> bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so I saw this on Twitter. It was a tweet, and I thought it was interesting. It said, numerous men have said it's easier uh, for a man to find a good woman than it is for a woman to find a good man. Do you think that's true? Um, yeah. um, I think it's true as far as quality. 
and a lot of guys have no desire to settle down. Like, you see the divorce rate is high. They're sitting here having to pay these women so much money within, like, child support and, like, alimony and just all this stuff. And it's, like, I understand that for being a reason, like, guys don't want to really settle down these days. And a lot of times they have no reason to, so... I do feel like it's hard to find quality men if that's what you're looking for. But I think, like, if we think about, like, our group of friends, Mm -hmm. every one of our friends, Mm -hmm. college degrees, beautiful, smart, intelligent, good job, like, got a lot of shit going for We have, like, literally no bummy friends in the circle. No. So, that's quality men. Mm -hmm. Women. Then we think about men, like, I feel like... There are gay men, so you gotta exclude them. Yeah. Black women are the most educated group in America. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in the world, really. So, that also, like, usually people wanna date someone that's, like, on the same level as them or just better than them. Definitely. So, if we're, like, if our black kings are, like, not as educated as us, that kind of could potentially be a problem for some women. Yeah. They got, like, it's a huge amount of black men in jail. Yes. So, you have to deal with that as well. Like, are you going to be, like, honestly, like, if you were a convicted felon and you come out and you want to be better about your life, I'll deal with you. But there are women that will not deal with that. Yeah, and I don't. I don't blame them yeah, for not I dealing would, with I it. Wouldn't. I think if you, like, let's say you went to jail, you got out, you didn't convert it to Christ, you didn't change your life. Yeah. You got a good job. I'm not going to judge you for some sh- mistakes that you made. In the past. In the past. I'll let you rot. But, like, if you come out and you think you're about to stay with me. That's no. a whole other nigga that I don't want no part of. No. Then you got niggas that ain't shit. Mm-hmm. So you have all these men, and so it's a very small, like, percentage of men that, like, have their shit together, are good men. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's it sad harder. because, like, you kind of end up having to settle for something. Yeah, I hate that word. Yeah, and it's crazy because I, um, I met this girl in this, um, makeup class, um, I think her Instagram is I am Lauren Lyrics, and she's now oh, we're ads. yeah, cool. and so <laughs> she's now married. Um, she is just somebody like to look up to. She's I think she's only like twenty five, twenty six, mm-hmm. but she just has a lot going for herself. And she was saying how she when she met her husband, she wrote down all of I think ten qualities she wants in a man. Uh-huh. And next, and like a couple days later, she met. Him the guy of her dreams. Are you serious? And so I did the same thing and it's just like unfortunately like you may have to settle. settle. Yeah. I think you should have a list of like all the things you really want mm-hmm. but then I think you should have a list of non-negotiables. Yes. Like for me a non-negotiable is if you put your hands on me we're no longer together. No. I don't give a fuck if we've been married for 30 years. We're I'll no end up on snap. I was just telling my mom I'm like <laughs> She was like, oh, just be petty. I'm like, no, you're dead. No, you're, you're yeah, dead. Yeah, I will slowly and poison you, and I'm saying this right now. Jordan, Jamal, come get this nigga. Brian, somebody, some mm-hmm. cousins, yeah. Brett, somebody, come get this nigga, because you got me fucked up if you think you're about to put a hand on me. No. I think that, and like, if you cheat and have a whole other child on me, gotta go. Yeah. And I'm not about to be a dick with my kids. And you cheat on me, no. No. I'm just your girlfriend. Yeah. So, if I'm your wife, you're going to do me like that, exactly. too. Like, nah, you got to go then. No. There are some non-negotiables. And I think, like, I can't stand lazy nigga. No. You're lazy? You don't want to work? And it's like, I hate when guys are like, oh, what are you doing? I, and I'm like, I'm at work. What are you doing? 
Nothing. Nothing. Chilling. Bye. Chilling. Just no. woke up. Just woke up. No. Nigga, what you mean just woke up? I've been at work for three hours. 30. Yikes. So, I mean, definitely, like, somebody that's not ambitious, like, that's a problem. Like, you better go get this point. Like, I'm going to get this point. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like... Even though I'm blessed to be in the circumstance I have been in, like, with college and having a supportive family, but it's like, you have to grind harder than me at the end of the day. I don't care what anybody says. Like, being a teacher is very hard work, so if you are not waking up and grinding and working harder than me, then it's not going to work. Preach. And it's not even like so much financials. It's just like you really have to your work ethic. It's your work ethic. It's like who you want to be as a person. Like when I go to work every single day, I can easily make a choice because as a teacher, if you're if we're real with ourselves, Mm -hmm. you're in a room by yourself with kids. If you don't want to work. You don't have to work. Exactly. But I would never go in that room. I could be hungover. I could be fucked up. I could not feel like it. I could be yeah, sick. sick. I have been sick so many times, and I'm still like, I have to work hard for them because it's their education. Yeah. So if you don't have that same, like, motive, that same, like, drive and ambition to, mm-hmm. like, be well at your job, you can also keep moving. Yeah. So when you break up with a dude, do you return the stuff they bought you, or do you keep it? I keep it. Um, <laughs> no, because it's like... I keep that shit too, Monica. Yeah. The when fuck is a gift. Yeah, I remember I had an ex um, my freshman year of college, and he knew... So growing up in my African household, Liberian, um, we weren't allowed TVs, and he had bought me... In your bedroom? Yeah, or in, the, in oh. our bedroom, yeah. We weren't so, allowed TV either. Yeah. my mom was like, you don't get sleep, and she read some cert- like surgery good lord some <laughs> some um article that said that like it like affects your brain waves mm-hmm. and like you don't sleep as well so like yeah. we don't we weren't allowed to have a tv yeah so going into college i still didn't have a tv so he bought me a tv do you think i would ret- well he even told me straight up he's like if we break up you could keep the tv so i was like oh, okay so cool so i ended up giving it, it to my brother when he went to college oh repurpose yes no, my ex, the one I was with the longest, we were together for three years, he bought me a promise ring, mm-hmm. and at first I tried to pawn it, I'm going to keep it 100. Uh-uh. <laughs> while you were with him? No, after? We, I was, okay. actually we broke up. No, yeah. I'm not that savage. <laughs> and I, like, the pawn shop was not going to give me that much money, it was, like, 20 bucks. I was like, oh, but he had all this energy about how much money he mm-hmm. spent, da, da, da. So, like, I just threw that shit away, like, mm-hmm. well, it didn't mean nothing. That, and, like. I, they bought me an iPad mini and I still use it to this day. You think I'm about to give that shit back? No. no. I'm not giving your gift back. It was a gift, my nigga. Just like if I bought you something, like I bought him some, I bought him nice things as well. Mm-hmm. Like I don't expect him to be like, well, here's the polo cologne you bought me yeah, or whatever. I, like, a gift is a, a gift. gift. I don't expect you to pay, pay me back for it or give it back to me. Like what am I going to do with like a shirt? Nothing. I don't want it. Yeah. It's fine. Or half bottle of cologne. <laughs> it's, it's your good, my nigga. Like, mm-hmm. if I bought it for you, regardless of how I feel about you at the present time, like, I cared about you in that moment. Yeah, I bought it for I you in that moment. Take, take my money and buy it. My money that I worked for mm-hmm. and buy it. So, it's, it's cool. So, what's more important to you, like, personality or good sex? If you could only choose one in a partner. Um, definitely personality. But the sex is trash. Or or good sex with the personality is trash. 
Uh, I mean, with sex, you can learn. <laughs> you can really learn. Like, you know, I remember I was dating this one guy, and I was so, so offended at the time, because he was, like, one of my first, and he was like, you need to learn how to fuck anyway. And that, yes! that broke my heart, because I was really in love with him. You were really trying. And so it's like, I was doing the best I could, and <laughs> the whole time he was not feeling it, and so it was just like, okay. And you were really you trying. Can, yeah, you can learn. But as far as personality, like, if you have a dry personality, if we can't sit and talk about something sober, no. I want to be able to be like, you're my best friend. Because mm-hmm. if I think about my grandparents, they've been married for 57 years. Yeah. Your parents have also been married, what, like 30? 35. They've been married since 83, I think. Like, you need to, I need to be able to be friends with you. I need to be able to be like, oh, let's, let's watch TV. Let's play our video game. Let's mm-hmm. play the 64. Let's, let's walk on the beach. Let's just sit and talk. Like, I want to be able to be like, oh, this bitch at work, boo, boo, boo. Yeah. Or, like, oh, my sister's getting my fucking nerves. Let me tell you why. Like, yeah. I don't want to be in a relationship where it's just like, we have really, really good sex, but yeah, and we're not, not friends. That, but it's my like, friend. you're going to be talking to them more than you're having sex with them regardless. Very true. So, it's like, the sex thing, like, you can work on it. Like, it's, it's Are you willing to work, though? Yeah, yeah, I think, and then if you think about, like, I seriously doubt my grandparents are, like, 57 years in mm-hmm. and still, like, fucking, like, every day. I yeah. seriously doubt that. Yeah. Like, so I think, but they're, they're actually friends mm-hmm. and they actually don't, like, keep secrets. They talk about everything. So mm-hmm. I think, like, being, like, a friend is more important than, Definitely. like, actually good sex, which is, like, I feel, like, controversial almost. Um, if you could go back five years, what's one thing you would tell yourself about relationships? Um, one thing I would tell myself, so five years ago, I was like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, I'm trying to think like what year this was, 2013. Don't do the most. Don't do extra just because you care about somebody and you love them and you like them a lot mm. just if if they feel the same way they'll do they'll treat you the same mm. and so it's like a lot of times you end up in situations where you do more for them than you feel mm. like a piece of you is gone it's like i gave them all of this and in return what do they i give get me nothing yeah yeah so that's one thing i would tell myself for sure i would tell myself sis is not that serious mm-hmm. you're not going to be with with Either of these two niggas that you're with right now. Yeah. Like, five years ago, I was in one relationship, and then I got in another relationship. I was with that guy for three years. Mm-hmm. Girl, don't talk to either one of these niggas. <laughs> Just be by yourself yes. and enjoy life. I think, like, um, especially when I was younger, I think it was this huge pressure of, like, being married by, like, 25 and your first yeah. kid by 27. And now at 27, I'm not married or I have a kid. And I'm just like... But I'm going to Mexico for a week with my best friend. Yeah. And I'm able to go out every night if I wanted to, which I don't because I'm kind of a low-key homebody, which Mm. is fine, whatever. Mm. But, like, I have the opportunity to just live my life. And I think we as women, like, have this social contract or the social norm that we should be, like, married. Doing stuff at a certain time. And it's like, I understand only for the reason that, like, we can't have kids when we're super old. But at the same time, like, 
outside my stores, they were like, oh, you're going to Mexico, have the time of your life, like, enjoy it, because you're, you don't have kids, you don't have any obligations, like, you're off for the summer, just enjoy it, and so, it's like, you can't just be so focused on what you don't have, when there's plenty of people, because when you know, you when you have kids, your life is dedicated. Your life is dedicated to them. You can't just get up and go. Oh, I want to go to brunch today. Get up and go. Oh, I want to be ratchet. No, yeah. not if you're gonna be a good mom. No. I think about like I have a really good friend that has kids. She doesn't go to like a third of the things we do. Yeah. Because otherwise, we would be looking at her ourselves crazy. Like, like this is your daughter's <laughs> birthday, but you're just, out at the club getting fucked up with us. No, go be with your daughter, yeah, sis. Take care of your family. Take care of your family. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think five years ago, though, I was, like, what, 22? And I was just like, oh, I'm going to have to be married soon. Like, mm-hmm. where's my nigga? Where's my husband? Yeah. And now I'm just like, girl, when it happens, it happens. Yeah. Like, if it happens at 37, fine. Yeah. And even back then, it's just like. I would have been more open just as far as dating, like just meeting different people, finding out what your likes are, what you don't like, mm-hmm. what you accept, what you don't accept. So that was like a prime age, like right out of the college, 22, 23. Just figure out what works for you. So then when it comes down to time, when it's time for you to settle down, you're ready. I completely agree. All right. So if you want to like write in to us for listener letters, um, you can at subtleslaypodcast at gmail.com. Um, we want to know your dilemmas. We want to offer you advice. So we don't have any this week. So I'm going to read one that I saw on Instagram. So it says, I'm 26 and been in a seven-year relationship. Today is my partner's 31st birthday. And we're talking about breaking up. We've lived together almost the whole seven years. I found out he's been texting a female from work, which is very sore subject for me, because he claims all I do is belittle him and talk down to him, and I'm never happy. I've been on his case for months about saving money and just being a better man. He's made me feel like I'm the problem for growing up and wanting and expecting more. Is it me? Side note, no sex for weeks. Um, I think words are powerful. Mm-hmm. You should be very careful with, like, no matter how upset you are, like, what words you're choosing to use in an argument. Like, fight fair. Don't just be fighting. That is true. So, because the thing is, like, with, like, the Bible says the word, the, the tongue is like a sword. Mm-hmm. So, you have the ability to cut your partner down or you can build them up. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm really fucking pissed off. Leave me alone so I can think about, like, what I need to say to you and say it the right way. Yeah, so you're not offending them. Like, you're belittling him and you're telling him he needs to grow up and stuff. I don't know that it's going to inspire him to be a better man. When you could be like, hey, babe, I see this opportunity for you. I think this would be a great opportunity for you instead. Like, yeah. I think that would go a lot farther than... Yeah. And you gotta, um, like, in relationships, you have to put yourself sometimes in their shoes and just think, like... How would you feel if they did this to you? How would you feel if they said that to you? I agree. So, I mean, sometimes it's hard because, I mean, we're women, but you have to really think of it that way. And men also, like, uh, mature slower than women do. Mm -hmm. So, like, yes, he's older than you, but, like, he could still be in the process of maturing. Like, I, I don't think you should put up with shit, but it sounds like he's just immature. And so... That's, it doesn't sound like he's treating her bad. Yeah. 
And there's a way that you can talk to them and address it. It's not what you say. It's, like, how you say it. Yeah. And if you're constantly nagging him, is that's not going to make him move faster. Nagging does not work, ladies. It does not. Because men have this ability with their brain where they can just switch off. Like, turn off a switch, and they're literally thinking about what's on ESPN mm-hmm. or any random-ass thing in their brains. And we're sitting here, like, railing and yelling at them. Like, yes. I don't know. I saw something that was, like, when you have a disagreement with your partner, try to make it bite-sized. Mm-hmm. So, this is an action I didn't like. This is how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. Put it ball in your court. And that's it. That's yeah. it. Now all these emotions, yelling yeah. and screaming. Because guess what? This nigga's not listening. They anyway. do not hear you when you're nagging. I know from experience. So. Yeah. And I feel like I felt worse when I because I've been like that in the past. Like I'm not gonna front like I haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think I feel like I felt worse in the situation like when I was just talking shit and nagging than like if I'm just like, hey, this actually hurt my feelings. Yeah. This is why I hurt my feelings. Can we move forward? Versus mm-hmm. like. I'm talking shit, you ain't shit, you blah, blah, blah. And I might be, you know, throwing slugs and shit. My shit might be witty as fuck, but, like, at the end of the day, like, did it build my man up? No. And it's not, or did it change their behavior? Change in the way that you want it to be changed? Preach. So, I feel like that's something to think about as well. Like, is it changing the behavior, or is it making him feel like shit because if that's your man you shouldn't want him to feel like shit yeah you should like want to build him up Mm -hmm. not tear him down so i think that's something to think about as well i saw something else on twitter that i thought was like really fucking interesting Uh um i actually have like mixed emotions about it okay let me pull it up so it's kind of long it says uh, dating my girlfriend for seven months. She wants to go to the sleazy club with her friend. I told her I didn't want to go. Her to go. Had an argument about it. She was like, you don't owe me and I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. And that bullshit. Today, told her if she went that I'm breaking up with her. Mm-hmm. She said she wouldn't go and dropped it. Saturday came, hadn't heard from her all day. At 4 a.m. on Sunday, she calls me crying. She said she got raped and beaten up. She went to the club anyway. Apparently, she left alone with some guy and his friend to go to a party. They took her somewhere and beat her up and raped her. Mm-hmm. Had my feelings about this. Um, none of them pleasant. I told her if she went to the club that I'd leave her and I told her we were over. She started freaking out and saying she needed me right now and that she was sorry. Told her never to call me again. Have been getting uh, rabid hate from her friends, and my friends think I was too cold. She broke my trust. Once somewhere I was, I said not to, and was probably going to end up cheating on me anyway, mm-hmm. and got raped and beaten over it, and I supposed to feel sorry for her. Okay, so my thing with this story is, um, I don't know if it's because I'm a Sagittarius, but I, you can't tell me what I'm not going to do. Preach. Because I'm going to do what I want to do regardless. I'm not about to, like... Going to the club. Some guys are like, oh, you're going to the club. Who knows what you're going to do? Like, you and me know. Like, we go to the club. We just have fun. We literally dance, dance with each other. Yeah, it's nothing crazy. And even though we were talking about earlier, like, dance, seeing how many guys we could dance with, like, on in general, like, we usually don't dance with anybody. No. We dance with each like, other. Like, college days. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. six, seven years ago. We drink. We dance with each other. We take selfies. Yeah. And us yeah, And then we, we leave. Yeah. That's it. Like, none of us have ever, like, gone home with the dude or 
anything no. like that. No, and so, then all yeah. the years we know each other, like, we know we don't do that. So my thing is, if you're going to sit here and tell me what I'm not going to do, then you're not the one for me. And clearly, if he has a problem with her going out... They have other issues. And, yeah, they have something else going on. So I just feel like, of course, that's an unfortunate situation. I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but they, they're just not meant to be. Regardless mm. the situation, mm. she should not try be trying to get him back. He can just go about his merry way. Like Preach. it's not meant to be. It's unhealthy. I I think it's like a couple of things like red flags. So for me, the red flag also was you telling me where I'm about to go. Yes. So my mom's name is Tanya. Yeah. That's not your name. Exactly. So even she can't tell me where the fuck I'm about to go and where the fuck I'm not yeah, about to go. We're so too grown. We're too grown. We're too old. That's that's too big of a problem to me. Like you telling me where I cannot go. Yeah. That's that's a red flag. However, a red flag for me in the situation is you went with your homegirls to this party mm-hmm. after you told him you weren't gonna go so she was wrong for lying yeah then you went with your homegirls but then you left, left the- with somebody else i would never where do you think and, you're going i was not sure exactly, outside real quick whether we're but, single or not but it's like you're you have you're in a relationship so why are you leaving with a guy from the club two guys not even one yeah and yeah. it's just like you're setting yourself up and it's like it's sad to say but some of these girls put it on themselves like there's no reason you should go to a club with your friends and then and you're leave with have a, a boyfriend and you're leaving with two random guys you just met but even if you didn't have a boyfriend i don't feel like you should trust two men because they're just like i want to be able to be like men shouldn't rape anyway even if you're butt naked and legs open they still shouldn't rape you but there are men that are just really disgusting yeah and so it's like as women we have to protect ourselves mm-hmm. and like not Be-smart. put ourselves in, into certain situations yeah so it's like to, for me like why did you leave your homegirls? Yeah. I wish your black ass would leave. Exactly. Where do you think you're going? Yeah. I'm going to start your ass up real quick. I don't give a fuck if you have a nigga or not. I don't give a fuck if you're married or single. Yes. Where do you think that you're going? Yeah. So guess what, sis? You're actually not going. Go sit your ass on that couch and sip some water because you're clearly done. Yeah. Like, and, like, she doesn't have good friends. She has trash ass friends. If we were her friends, that would not fly. We've never done that. I fucking all. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. So that was what was wrong in her situation. Like, you left your friends. Don't ever leave your group. It's like certain things as women, like, and it's so fucking sad that we have to be this way but you never put your drink down mm-hmm. if you put your drink down you ain't picking that drink up yeah like period don't walk away you walked away from the drink that's why you don't want to drink anymore mm-hmm. like you can't leave with anyone yeah. you have to be with your friends at all times like i don't even feel that comfortable with going to the restroom by myself mm-hmm. in, a, in a club mm-hmm. that's sad yeah you should be able excuse me you should be able to just go mm-hmm. so i don't know but i think even though she was wrong in, like, leaving with someone else. Like, why were you going with these guys? And she was wrong with telling him she wasn't going and then still going anyway and not contacting him. Yeah. And he was wrong. Like, now they're just been like, haha, my nigga, I'm still going. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. You'll be pissed. Be like, hey, I'm at the club. Take a selfie. Like, I'm uh-huh. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. So I think she was wrong for not explaining to him explicitly that she was going. Mm-hmm. However, like regardless if you want to be with her or not because you're pissed like i think he's controlling honestly yeah like to just leave her in a situation where you know she's like that's traumatic like i had a friend who was raped and she like i would say for a solid year from like the rape Mm -hmm. on like she was emotionally damaged yeah and so i think that if if it doesn't hit you right away it'll hit you eventually 
but two like and she was raped by one person like two men like i just feel like that's such a traumatizing experience like I don't want to be broken up with, and I'm going through that. Yeah. Like, that would probably, like, you don't know, like, somebody's mental health. Like, Mm -hmm. what if she became suicidal for that? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not excusing her behavior, but, like, I also feel like he could have been a little bit more compassionate. Yeah. I mean. They're both wrong in this situation. Yeah. But if you want to, um, reach out to us. And ask us questions you can at SubtleSlayPodcast at gmail.com. Um, we're going to go ahead and close out because we're like far into it. So. <laughs> um, inspirational closer. Is there something inspirational you want to tell people? Watch out for your friends. Just be safe. Um, there's a lot of crazy people out there. Yes. So take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. I think the power of friendship like we've been friends for like seven eight years at this point and i truly value our friendship like like i had said earlier like we've been on the most trips with each other mm-hmm. like besides with family members or whatever um and our friendship means a lot to me so i feel like you don't have to have like a whole bunch of people in your circle mm-hmm. you can just have like Honestly, two or three. The Bible says we're two or three are gathered. You feel me? Yeah. So if you have two or three people, like, in your corner, like, you're really good. Like, that's one thing I teach my kids is, like, my students, rather. Like, you don't need a whole circle, big yeah. circle of Quality friends. Quality over quantity. Yeah, like, just have some good people in your corner because they're going to rock with you. So the walls fall off. They'll rock with you in, on the bus. They'll rock with you in the limo. I think that's important. Um, Miss Tiffany Chanel will be back on the next episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And follow me at summertime underscore shy. Summertime shy. <laughs>